I'm Charles Boda, and this is your Diz Daily Fix for February 6th, 2018. Disney has released the menus for the outdoor kitchens at the 2018 Flower and Garden Festival. Noteworthy changes are that Urban Farm Eats is not returning, and the Honey Bistro, hosted by the National Honey Board, is making its debut. Uh, on the menu, there is a honey tandoori chicken flatbread with white cheddar cheese, charred vegetables, clover honey sour cream, and micro watercress. And for dessert, a local wildflower honey mascarpone cheesecake with orange blossom honey ice cream garnished with fennel, po- fennel pollen meringue kisses. Um, Northern Blooming Canada Pavilion has added a griddled maple pound cake with warm peach compote and sweet corn gelato. And La Isla Fresca in the World Showcase Promenade will be serving up a new tropical mousse cake with layers of passion fruit cake, coconut mousse, and a tropical fruit glaze with fresh pineapple. Now, I'd love to give you all a full list of all the food that you can find at the floral festivities, but we do not have the time. So you can check out the current 15 Eatery Strong list yourself on our Epcot International Flower and Garden page at wdwinfo.com. The festival begins on February 28th and runs all the way through May 28th, 2018. Uh, The 45th Annual Annie Awards took place this past Saturday. For those unfamiliar, the uh, the Annie celebrate achievement in animation and have been given by the Los Angeles branch of the International Animated Film Association since 1972. Uh, For me, even mentioning 2018 awards in animation, most of you have probably already guessed where this is going. Pixar's Coco not only had a strong presence at the ceremony, it absolutely dominated, victorious in all 11 categories in which it was nominated. Now, the Dia de Muertos-inspired feature took home awards for direction, voice acting, animated effects, character animation, character design, music, production design, let me take a breath, storyboarding, writing, and editorial. And given that long list, you would be correct in assuming that it also won the top accolade, Best Animated Feature. Given Coco's Golden Globe win for Best Animated Feature, it is pretty clear who the Oscar frontrunner currently is. Now, what happens with the Justice Department's suit to block the $85 billion acquisition of Time Warner by AT&T could have major implications for large-scale media mergers in the future, including the current Disney-Fox deal. An article recently published by CNBC claims that Comcast may seek to outbid Disney for the Fox assets and that Disney is prepared for the possibility. Now, the basics of the situation are this. Rupert Murdoch decided to sell Fox properties, more than likely out of a perceived future difficulties competing with large-scale tech giants now involved in the media game. Fox had potential buyers, Comcast being one of them, but chose Disney due to the fewer regulatory problems that would come with them. Now, the Disney-Fox deal still has not expected 11 to 17 months left before it's finalized, and it will have to be approved by regulators itself. Although President Trump publicly congratulated Murdoch, so the assumption is that the current administration will approve of the deal. Now, if the Time Warner buyout is successfully blocked due to antitrust regulations, it is possible that the Disney deal would face some similar problems. If the Time Warner buyout goes through, however, it might open up opportunities for others, namely Comcast. CNBC cites anonymous sources which claim that Comcast is considering outbidding Disney for the Fox properties that they're purchasing. A successful AT&T Time Warner acquisition could allay fears about regulatory problems, convincing Fox shareholders to vote for the larger Comcast payout. CNBC also states that Disney is preparing for this eventuality, according to sources familiar with Disney's thinking. 
Now, the article from CNBC, which is owned by Comcast, gives no name sources for this info. So the likelihood of Comcast outbidding Disney hinges not only on this information being correct, but also on the Time Warner AT&T deal actually going through. As the Disney Fox purchase still has quite a ways to go, it is something to pay attention to, though. Now, today's featured articles part in Brandon Morocco's Disneyland vs. the Magic Kingdom series, where he goes attraction by attraction and rates which coast does it best. Now, this time, he's looking at two Western-themed lands, so check out Disneyland vs. the Magic Kingdom, Frontierland, Critter Country today. Now, trending on the boards today is a thread that was started by poster Kyle After a While, who is planning Walt Disney World vacation for some time in 2019 and is looking on advice for whether to go in February, May, or November to experience lower crowds. In the thread, posters are weighing in with their experience in traveling during those months while taking into account all of the new attractions and experiences that are, becoming between, or that are coming between now and then. Stop by the Theme Parks Attractions and Strategy Forum at daysboards.com and look for the thread entitled, Please Help Me Think Through This, to join in on that discussion yourself. Of course, join us at 1 today for the Dis Unplugged Walt Disney World edition, where all the major news stories and topics will be discussed. Check that out on disunplugged.com at 1 p.m. today. For the weather today, guests in Orlando will see sunny skies with a high of 81 and a low of 63. And those in Anaheim will have a partly cloudy day with a high of 76 and a low of 52. Now, for everything, information on everything I've mentioned, go to www.info.com slash daily fix. And that will be it for me today. But join us again tomorrow for another installment of your Diz Daily Fix. Music.